This podcast is part of the Zeo to Hero Podcast Network. You stay right here. The world is very lucky to have you, and so am I. May the power protect you always. We heard the voices. We can hear them. We can touch them. We're going to find out who they really are. Well, now that's a terrible idea. I'm going to do that one more time because I felt like I sloshed it. I don't want to say as a purist, but as somebody who's stuck with the book for as long as I have, it just kind of, it's kind of lame for me. But I mean, like I said, I will be reading. So, you know, they've, like, they've, still they're not going to pull you away from it. They're still going to do it. They still got yeah. you by the nose. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> so uh, now the question I have here, this is a key pivotal moment right here. Oh no. So after reading, say you read a bunch of comics, right? And you go to a store like a Target or a Walmart, and you see an action figure of a, of a comic that you read, do you pick that up or do you just walk on by? Uh, the answer used to be yes. Oh, okay. All right. All right. Uh, like when I was, when I first got, when I first became a Wednesday warrior, so to speak, uh, in, the, uh, in the early to mid-2000s, the first set of action figures I ever picked up as, as a collector were based on that Batman Hush storyline. Uh, ah, based on Jim Lee's drawings. I had I had almost all of them and they were they would sit on a shelf in my in either my my dorm room or my my room at home forever. And I still do have them. Uh it's just that you know, I have uh I have a wife with and two kids. Ah, okay, okay. I, I don't know if I don't know if you guys know, but it's it's one of those things where like the uh you're you're your resources are occasionally diverted elsewhere from a financial standpoint. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, we don't know this thing, no. We're kidding. Yeah. Thanks, everyone, for flipping through the pages of the latest eighth day comic of Finding the Zero to Hero podcast. Advertising. Full page ad. Full page, Full page ad. ad. And it's, we it's the it. We're gonna be it's there. the one. It's the centerfold where it folds out, and it's just us crying in multiple positions of the pages. And the last one is gonna be us in dad bod like t-shirts, right? Yes. Total <laughs> dad bod club. <laughs> Damn right. Alright. So as tonight, I did a comic reference. We have a new guest on tonight, all the way from Wisconsin, get the this, land ready. of cheese in the Culver's. land. <laughs> <laughs> we have uh, Rob from TikTok, and what's the uh, what's your channel's name, Rob? Comic Book Chronicles, and absolutely love it. If Jimmy, if you have not watched his stuff, I feel that you should be ashamed. You're telling me to get on TikTok? Like, no, I'm not going to do it. You don't. You can't. Give, you can't tempt me. Give you them your have, information. You don't have one. <laughs> No, he I don't have a TikTok. I just don't get on it. Oh, dude, no! You know what? My I, my wife Laura, who I love dearly, was a TikTok nut, Uh-oh. and literally we'd be sitting next to each other, and she'd be on TikTok instead of talking to me. Which, you know, all things considered, is probably the better move uh, on her part. But, um, no, uh, 
for whatever reason, less than a year ago, I finally got one. And literally, I think my first TikTok was me looking into the camera just saying, I hate this thing already. Oh. <laughs> and it, it, it grew on me. What can I say? Oh. It grew on me. Yeah, and there you go. Yeah, and uh, what your 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 content is actually unique to me because for somebody that doesn't read comics and seen shows, that you actually dive into a little recap of certain comics that I never thought were a thing. Yeah, I try to be I try to be uh, informative, insightful, and entertaining. The uh, the the three the two I's and the E, so Big. to speak. And uh, okay. ideally, ideally, every one of my videos will have at least one of those, if not all three. So hey, we, we, we do we do our best at the at the Comic Book Chronicles household. <laughs> oh, well, that's what. Well, I saw your original yeah. video was like that. You went to do a, like a podcast with somebody. I was like, well, listen, hey, that's like right up our alley. And then when I followed you, I started watching your stuff, and I was like, hey, this is really interesting. And now every time I see it in the feed, smashing the like button because yeah, that's. Oh. Always. I appreciate it, bro. I appreciate it. Yeah, no, I, I, you know, the, the Zio to Hero podcast. Now you, you guys are the bulk and skull of podcasting. Is that right? That Officially on Google as well, too. I'm so proud of that. Officially on Google. Well, it's interesting <laughs> because I, I've been told I'm the Elgar of TikTok. So it's, uh, what? It's, 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 yeah. Elgar? You, have a, you have a sword made of playing cards. Please tell me you do. Please. Well, no, you know, and and just like Elgar, I'm very white, uh, and for some reason, I'm always standing next to a hot chick in my scenes. So that's it's a shout out to my wife. Wait, hold on, hold on. Elgar is from Turbo, right? Turbo yeah. in space. Yeah. Okay, okay. I just had to refresh. Space. I had to refresh my memory. Okay, Elgar, <laughs> that's great. Dang, now we just need a Goldar and a squat and babu, Jim. You know where we're going with this, right? Oh yeah, <laughs> where, are we, where are we going? We, we yeah, could be Squat and Babu as our secondary. Oh, there you yeah. go. Yeah. Yeah. And we're gonna we're gonna do a uh, we're gonna do a uh, podcast of evil at some point. Mm -hmm. yeah. you, hey, uh, the United <laughs> Podcast 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 of Redemption. That's where we're gonna go. With. You oh, that we, is. We can, only do, we can only have evil characters who turn up being good. So we need a Jared. Oh. We have a Jared. We're doing good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> there you All go. Right. Well. Thanks, Rob, for joining us tonight for this episode. Uh, let's pleasure. just let's get right into it. Where does your childhood trauma start with my uh, with my comics? Trauma. Oh my! Oh my God! Well, <laughs> you talk about opening a cosmic dumpster. Um, Boom! Did that? <laughs> no, which I, I mean, in terms of like where my my interest in comics started. Yes, exactly. Yes, yes. You know, I think. Like a lot of people, my my gateway drug into comics was Batman. Mm. Um, I I I don't remember when or where I saw the Adam West Batman show for the first time, but I remember one time I'm I'm walking through a a Jewel Osco in Orland Park, Illinois, which is where I lived at the time, and uh, I saw it was I believe it was Batman issue four hundred and eighty two. On the stands, it was by, I mean, I didn't know it at the time, but it was written by Marv Wolfman and drawn by Jim Apero. Okay. Mm. So, so I was in, I, I didn't know it at the time, but I was in pretty good hands. Yeah. Um, as, a young, as a young comic book geek. But, you know, that, that was the first comic book I ever picked up. I think I must have been seven. Oh, eight, wow. Maybe? Okay. So, yeah, I mean, it's. 
I didn't I didn't start collecting comics and becoming a Wednesday warrior, so to speak, until mm-hmm. I got to be in high school. So like around God help me, I graduated in, in two thousand three. So that was the that was the year that it all began. Oh, okay, okay. Oh, oh three, the, the year you fell. <laughs> fell from that was it. The year I fell, and I, I still can't get up. I still can't get up. <laughs> it's been an uphill battle. It's like while you're down there, can you get that seat in the floor for me? I had to get that in years. Yeah. <laughs> so do you... my first do you... my first um issue that I ever picked up in the comic shop was oddly enough Batman six hundred and eight by uh, by Jeff oh. Loeb and Jim Lee. That's the first issue of the uh Batman Hush story arc. Oh yes, the, okay. Uh, trivia buffs at home. Okay. And is uh that was just that's what started it right there. That yeah, the collection. I, mean, I, <laughs> I think I, I don't remember how I knew it was gonna be in the comic shop. Maybe I saw it in like a magazine or like not a magazine, but like online somewhere. But yeah, it brought me into my local comic shop. Oh well, uh, there you go. Yeah, hey, shout okay. out to Amazing Fantasy Books and Comics in Tinley Park, Illinois. <laughs> oh wow. Are you spe- are you specifically one genre or do you collect like DC Marvels uh outs you know outside that? I mean, it used to be that I was pretty exclusively in the DC camp. Like, okay. And, hmm. you know, it because, like I said, Batman was my gateway drug. Right. So, you know, from Batman, you go to Robin and you go to mm-hmm. Nightwing. And then I think from from there, it was Superman and Green Lantern and, and, you know, Wonder Woman was in there. And that was me for maybe five years. Oh, but, wow. you know, then I started, uh, you know, I... I think I'll always be more of a DC guy than I am a Marvel guy, if I if I must be honest, just because they mm-hmm. were what I grew up on. But yeah, so um, yeah, yeah, and I mean, yeah. well, but I I think my my gateway into Marvel was um, Ultimate Spider Man. Okay, um, fair enough. Yeah, I get yeah. that. Yeah, by uh, Bendis and Bagley. That's I mean, that's yeah. I, I think I said in a video recently that. They're they have one of the best extended runs in uh, in the history of that character, mm-hmm. and wow. you know I find it I find it a little bit difficult to uh, I guess for lack of a better term penetrate certain story dimension like like it's it's hard for me to get into the X Men because there's so many of them yeah and you know that's the, understandable. They're they're on an island. They're not on an island anymore. And then you know where's it's, it's kind of hard to get because there's so much backstory. They don't really do reboots for X Men either. No, I mean so Mar- it's does just Marvel does Marvel continue. Yeah, and you know what? I can respect that. Yeah, you know I can respect you know keeping your story going, but at the same time you got to make it accessible for a guy like me. Yeah, and you yeah. know, and I'm a guy who wants to get into your stuff. You know, so it's. <laughs> Ask, her, just, ask his wife. Exactly. Yeah. We'll get her on. Yeah. Ask her. Yeah. Um, but no, I mean, um, I guess to answer your question, no, I'm not. I'm not exclusively one camp or the other. Though I confess that my channel probably does have a little bit of a DC slant to it. Okay. okay. Yeah. yeah. So when we we were kids, we would uh, they would give us these. There was a guy that would come to a, like our Boy Scout uh, Boy camp. Scout camp, yeah. And he that would give us so cool. He was hand out comics. Yeah, he would hand us like first edition comics, and it was like oh, oh like old school Ren and Stimpy or like oh, Captain wow. America. 
the, yeah. the one that solidified me in the comics was uh, he gave me the uh, the first issue of Max. Mm-hmm. First and, issue like, of Max. Just, yeah, Max. You ever see Max? Like the the big purple dude with like the the knife hand things. Doesn't immediately ring a bell, but now I got now uh, okay. I got to look it up. Yeah, look it up. Okay, so like he gave me that, and it solidified yeah. like comics for me forever because it was it was a really pretty looking comic. And that and it was a war machine. It gave me a war machine comic, which was pretty cool. Yeah. Oh, okay. And that, that's what he would do. He'd just come and hand us. I didn't think nothing about it. And then I kind of got into the whole comics whenever I found out the Power Rangers released uh, the Shattered Grid. That's when I started collecting them. But yeah. I was like, all right. And then, um, boy, I'm in a hole now. It as you took, see. Only 30 years. <laughs> yeah. There you go. Oh, yeah. He's got, he's got a lot of catching up to do. I got a lot of catching up. But yeah. And, um, I'm not a physical kind of reader. I like to listen to it. So there's a guy that I follow on YouTube that actually like narrates them. So like, um, I'll, well, he used to. He doesn't do the Power Ranger comics anymore, but Comic Storian. Yeah, I've heard, I've heard yeah. of him. Yeah, so I listen to his stuff. Uh, he'll narrate it. Nice. Yeah. Dramatic readings is really good. Yeah, so I, I've been there's up on that. Uh, by the way, there's, there's one. I need to send it to you. There's the Death of Spider-Man which was mm. narrated and it was beautifully done. And I have to send it to you. It's really good. The Death of Spider-Man is a really, really good story. It's it's an ultimate arc. Uh, hence, uh, it's where we get Miles Morales. That was a yeah, really yeah. good arc. Like, oh my goodness. Oh, beautiful. And I'll send it to you at I some have, point. I think I have that first issue where Miles shows up. I'm, I'm not going to tell you where, but uh, I think I have uh, it somewhere in the somewhere in the archives. That that literally that arc made me like tear up the first time I read through it. It was like I was like emotional. I was like, <laughs> yeah, that's still that's still Bendis at that point, right? So yeah, yeah I mean, I think so yeah. I mean, one of I mean, Brian Bendis has his critics, and I've been one of them sometimes. But yeah, I mean, just one of the best pure Spider-Man writers that I've ever read. You're just not gonna for- cry. Swear you're gonna cry. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. There you go. The one thing about comics, though, is they're easy to store. They you can. Well, it depends on how much you have. That's that that's yeah. It's, yeah. it's a volume issue. I mean, I <laughs> like I've got. Um, I think I might be a bad father, um, because <laughs> you I, your kids right. I said that. I said that. Uh, no, because we keep right now we keep a lot of my archives in my uh, in my two year old daughter's room because oh. my my, my uh, father in law, bless his heart, he built me like a like a card catalog looking thing to yeah. store uh, mm-hmm. a lot of my back issues in. And, um, you know, the trouble with that thing is it's you, you're not going to get it down a flight of basement stairs. Oh, no, it's no. not going to happen. So, you know, for. For right now, it's landlocked to my daughter's room. So as we speak, my daughter is uh, hopefully slumbering peacefully uh, across from my Power Rangers comic books. Yeah. So, so the mo- to move that—that's where you hire movers. <laughs> you don't yeah, well, yourself. Yeah, I'm yeah. also notoriously cheap, so there's that too. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! I threw my back out one too many times. Told people yeah. move their stuff. Mm, not again. <laughs> not again. All right. <laughs> So uh, when did your uh, the thought of like an idea was your channel always a channel before TikTok or did you create the channel as a TikTok? You know, I um, for for many years, I wrote uh, 
on my own little fan site. It's called primaryignition.com. It's it's still up though it mostly now serves as a as a place where people can find my TikToks. Um and you know, I would write about comic books and pro wrestling basically. You know, mm. because those were the two those were the two things that I, you know, really from a fanboy perspective at least was passionate about. And mm. you know, I was still doing I was still doing it as of I think last spring. And you know the thing about it is it just it, it I don't do what I do for you know this sounds weird to say but I don't do what I do for accolades or likes or stuff like that I do it because I like to do it and I'm passionate about it Yeah mm-hmm. but it just it didn't feel like the the website was gaining any traction so I just sort of felt like well okay this TikTok thing it's something new it's something different and mm-hmm. You know, all else fails. I, I I won't do it anymore. Uh, and you know, I started out. I think I started out just uh, posting action figure videos. Uh, you know, like I when I would get a new new acquisition in from the Lightning Collection, like I would I would put that up. Okay. And you know, I would. It was just kind of a general me channel. And then one day, I uh, I think. It was a Green Arrow comic book. I just decided I wanted to talk about. So I, I set up this little ring light thing uh, in my basement, and I just stood in front of it, and I held the book, and I just talked about it. And, you know, it was fun enough. And then, you know, I started kind of progressively doing it more, and I learned how to play. I'm not technically yeah. sound whatsoever. That's the thing. yeah, yeah. So I mean, just getting me on a Discord server was an adventure in itself. Um, so proud of you! I'm but, so proud. Uh, there you go. Um, but no, I mean, it. Um, I, I learned how to play with images and learned how to play with captions. So it's been, it's been fun to learn, and I've been doing it less than a year now. And you know, I don't have a giant audience per se, but. Yeah. You know, it's it's just it's satisfying to me that there are people watching me. Yes. And that there are people who are interested and, you know, that my, you know, the like numbers and the follower numbers do slowly but steadily tick up. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I see that myself. Yeah. yeah. And it, yeah. You, you can tell, like, when you do the wide variety of your comics, you can actually see what brand or what superhero does better than the others mm. with, like, view ratings and your likes and stuff. Yeah, you know, I think Spider-Man is pretty big in, mm-hmm. in my neck of the woods. I think Batman will always be pretty big yeah. in my neck of the woods. Um, um, but occasionally, like an indie comic, like the algor the algorithm will catch it. Like mm. there was a book not long ago called "Beneath the Trees Where Nobody Sees." Oh, I believe it was Image Comics. It's a book about like a world of anthropomorphic animals. Okay. And one of those anthropomorphic, an- and they live like people, you know, they wear clothes, they live in a town. Uh, and one of those animals is a serial killer. Oh, dear God. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, that, with rhyming? Oh, man. People eat that yeah. up. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that, yeah. That bear does something to a duck that you can't unsee, let me tell you. Um, but yeah, <laughs> it's, uh, it can't be shown on TikTok. Yeah. No, no, no. anywhere um but <laughs> no i mean it's uh it, it it for whatever reason it it ticked up into four digits and i okay so you know yeah. that's that's why you know i don't i'm i'm trying to 
to branch out more and uh, have more variety. I don't want to just do the capes and spandex stuff. Not that there's, right. anything, wrong, not there's anything wrong with that. But, um, you know, I've been trying, these past couple of weeks, I've been trying to do more indie comics. Okay. And when I, when I say indie comics, I'm talking about, you know, really small operations. Uh, you know, people who get their books funded through Kickstarter, people who are you know, really doing this on a, on a small level. Like a, a couple of weeks ago, I did a book called uh, California Inc. Um, by the folks at 12.7 Comics. Oh, wow. Uh, then uh, last week, I did a book called Kaijus and Cowboys. Mm, yeah, I've seen that one. Yeah. Or, or as I call it, <laughs> Kaijus and Cowboys. Uh, shout out shout out to Frankie B. Washington, who I, I hope is listening. Um, and then... <laughs> As we're recording, uh, I just uh, I, I reviewed four issues of a series called Digital, which is about an artificial intelligence that conquers the planet. And oh god, uh, yeah, poignant. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so you know, I uh, I'm I'm trying. I, superheroes will always be part of what I do. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But I don't want to put all my eggs in that basket, if you know what I mean. Yes, it'll get so, too stale. Yeah. Exactly. Well, my question is, yeah. like, with with doing the more indie stuff, have you found some new favorites? New favorites, like, with, like yeah, like new favorite comics. Like you're like, oh, this one's solid. I love this one. Like new, like little, you know, like little gems. Little, like, you know, the one offs, like the, the ones you're like, that was mm -hmm. beautiful. I loved it. Thank you. Well, I like like I said, I liked uh, Beneath the Trees Where Nobody Sees. I thought that that was not just because it was good for me, but because I I like. The dynamic of that book is interesting because I don't know. It's it's basically a small town serial killer story, mm -hmm. which we've seen before. Mm -hmm. And I, I don't know how well it works if it's not with anthropomorphic animals. Yeah. But it is. So it's just it's really um it's a really creative book, a really fun book to read. There's also uh you guys know who Scott Snyder is. Oh yeah, heard of that name. Yeah. Uh, Scott Snyder, he he's a famous Batman writer who's also done all sorts of different things at DC, but um, he has a book through IDW Publishing right now called Dark Spaces hmm. Dungeon. Okay. And it's basically Dark Spaces colon Dungeon. Like, it's a... Dungeon is a subsidiary of the Dark Spaces series. Ah. Uh, um, okay. And basically, it's about a uh, a guy who not a pretty subject but he takes people down into dungeons and tortures them and uh we, we you know through you know we've got to find out who this guy is and stop him and all it's a it's an interesting sort of detective slash serial killer profile story i think so we got a vibe for you man we're calling the cops <laughs> yeah, there you go. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my God. Oh, i didn't even think about that he, he's up in Wisconsin. There's nowhere to go for uh, six weeks a year. <laughs> is my well, family going to listen to this? I wonder if my family's going to listen to this. They're going to think something's wrong uh, with me. Okay. Yeah, I do say that IDW has some pretty good comics that come out of there, and uh, like I really enjoy their Ninja Turtle ones. Yes. Yes. Those were fantastic. Yeah. Absolutely, and they're you know I. <clears throat> They that series launched, I think, the same month that DC. I think the same month that DC launched their new Fifty Two reboot back in twenty eleven. 
and I've I've been I've got every issue of the main series. So I mean I've been with yeah. it since. And I uh I I did a video recently where I kind of bitched and moaned about how they're they're relaunching it uh this coming summer with like a new number one and oh. yeah, they're they're it's gonna we're oh. gonna do issue 150 and then we're gonna relaunch it with uh Jason Aaron as the writer and you oh, know no. the, Well <laughs> no, oh, no. no <laughs> Well damn that sucks. That you gotta well, start no. start back over. Well, no, no. It, they're uh, keeping with the same. They're keeping with the same continuity and uh, the same oh. story that they've been telling. It's just that basically they're. I mean, I. I think that if you're keeping with the same continuity and the same story, that issue one hundred and fifty one works just as well as a new number one. You okay. know, especially if you, especially if you advertise it. And let people know, hey, this is what's going on. We've got a big writer, Jason Aaron, coming on. He's got, yep. he's going to have a revolving door of different artists for uh, his first several mm -hmm. issues, and you know, so it's going to be interesting to see. I just wish that they hadn't surrendered to the uh, the old trope of relaunching because you know that it's about well, yeah, you know, you they're trying to catch those people who are interested in comics but haven't read them yet. Yeah, because like you know, you're sitting there, you're you're looking at a 150 or like 148, right, now, or 130 or something like that, right now. Like, if there's 130 other comics I have to read to catch up with this. I don't want to do that. Yeah, you catch mm. at number one, you're fine. Like, you're coming on number one, and it's not too bad. And there's a lot of backstory. Okay, cool, but like you can Google most of it, or like they can put like little things on the bottom of the, the yeah. panel. Like this is what happened, and this is a reference to this. And I know Spider-Man does that sometimes. Uh, oh yeah. Like, yeah, it's to catch those people who are interested. That's all it is. It's like a marketing thing. And yeah, it's DC. Yeah. They need they need all the help they can get. Well, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I think I think I even said like I understand that you know that that's not how you know staying with one fifty one isn't necessarily how the comic book industry works or how people work. Mm -hmm. But you know, just just i don't want to say as a purist but as somebody who's stuck with the book for as long as i have it just kind of it's kind of lame for me but i mean like i said i will be reading so you know they've like, they've still they're not going to pull you away from it they're still going to do it they still got yeah. you by the nose yeah, yeah. <laughs> there you go <laughs> so uh, now the question i have here this is a key pivotal moment right here oh no so after reading say you read a bunch of comics right and you go to a store like a Target or a Walmart, and you see an action figure of a, of a comic that you read, do you pick that up, or do you just walk on by? Uh, the answer used to be yes. Oh, okay. All right, all right. Uh, like, when I was, when I first got, when I first became a Wednesday warrior, so to speak, uh, in, the, uh, in the early to mid-2000s, the first set of action figures I ever picked up as, as a collector were based on that Batman Hush storyline. Uh, ah, they were, they were based on Jim Lee's drawings. I had, I had almost all of them, and they were they would sit on a shelf in my in either my my dorm room or my my room at home forever. And I still do have them. Uh, it's just that, you know, I have uh, I have a wife with and two kids. Ah, okay, okay. I, I don't know. If, I don't know if you guys know, but it's it's one of those things where like the uh, you're you're. Your resources are occasionally diverted elsewhere from a financial standpoint. Mm -hmm. 
Um, and we don't know this thing. No, we're yeah. <laughs> we don't um, have kids. <laughs> uh, well, there's there's something to be said. I love my kids. I, I adore my kids, but there's there's something to be said for that, my friend. Um, like, I love I love you, children, but you're all terrible. Just terrible. <laughs> the worst. I I love you, but you're the worst. Jim, that's how you don't do that, Jim. That's destroying future. No. That's what I told my dog. is like, I love you, I love you, but you're the worst. And he's like, oh my I don't know. And I'm like, you're an idiot. I'm going to try that on my four-year-old before she goes to school tomorrow and see what she says to me. <laughs> oh, I love no. you, but you're the worst. Yeah. You know, let us know. I want to know what happens. I want to know if CPS gets called or not. I was going to say, if, if, if they're not called, somebody will get called. <laughs> like, just called. go wreck them. You know? <laughs> like, either CPS going to get called or your wife's going to get called. Did you go know what you did? Yeah, I was going to say. I don't know. Oh, boy. But, but no, I mean, I'm, I'm, excuse me, I'm definitely tempted. Believe me. I mean, I've got, I think. I, I don't love everything that the McFarlane toys line has done with DC, but you know I saw, and I didn't I didn't love the uh, the the story Three Jokers. Do you guys know that story? Yes. Oh yeah, yeah. I've heard of that one. Yeah, they they did a bunch of toys based on I think it was Jason Fabok's art in that uh, in that story. And oh. like I said, I didn't love the story itself, but I, I loved his designs, and I was really tempted to pick those up. I think Hasbro, uh, while a very flawed company. Uh, does does mm-hmm. some great work with 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 Marvel? I think I think they did some great work with Power Rangers on the toy front. I, um, I'll agree with that. Mm-hmm. I mean, I I the two lines that I will sort of cherry pick to this day are the Star Wars the Black Series line, mm-hmm. which uh, which I've got a bunch here in my. If you look uh, occasionally in the in my videos, if I move, you'll see I'm standing in front of a bunch of Star Wars Black Series action figures. Uh-huh. And <laughs> the Power Rangers uh, Lightning Collection is the other one. Uh, oh, yeah. If you, if you look at my videos, I think right behind my giant bulbous German head, uh, you can see a bunch of uh, the Mighty Morphin figures. Yeah. Are those and the basic or the metallic ones? Those are the basic ones. Okay, okay. No, uh, nothing against the metallic ones. I just say, you know, I'm 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 a basic guy. Uh, and then ac- across the room, there's a bunch. There's a like a shelving unit with uh, with the other stuff. I'll send you a picture if you want. Oh hell yeah, yeah. yeah as, so, you, I mean, as you, you know, see, I'm already deep in it there. Yeah, I was gonna <laughs> say, man. I don't I, I I don't have the space or the shelving resources to do what you guys do, but man, I would love to. <laughs> oh boy. I I always liked um, the McFarlane figures of the Batman's, and I always I'm always tempted to buy something from McFarlane, but until I realize that it won't fit in my pocket, like the mm-hmm. box. So I'm like, well, I can't, and I can't outrun security. I'm fat, no. so so. No, well. <laughs> oh dear. Yeah, he's got the number too. Like, yeah, you know, so... he's only a couple things away from so uh, I from can't... the costume call. <laughs> yeah, so oh, I'm always. Boy. Yeah, it was always struck. Oh man, as uh, as we talk about the Power Ranger toys, boy, we got to get into this. Did you you watch Power Rangers from the beginning, or did you catch it later on? Uh, the first episode, I didn't get it in from the beginning. The first episode oh. that I saw, I don't remember when I saw it or where I saw it, but it was. And forgive me, I'm horrible with episode titles. It's the uh, it's the Terror Toad episode. I think I think the episode was called oh. Power Ranger Punks. Okay, 
that's that episode where um babu he, he creates a punk potion and he he, he it somehow slips it into billy and kimberly's drinks that's and, right uh, yeah like the whole the whole episode mm, they act like, they really act because like, the greaser and kimberly becomes you know an asshole yeah <laughs> yeah. yeah and you know i i just I, it was a combination of of the action and the bright mm-hmm. colors and the 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 drama involved and there was comedy it had it had a little it, bit it of was, everything it made your child brain scream that you wanted it kind of yeah and you know it was one of those things that you know i just um you know i i love the ninja turtles i will forever love the ninja turtles and i was a ninja turtle diehard at that point mm-hmm. everything was ninja turtles but after I saw that, everything, the whole until time you was, saw until the day you saw Billy the Greaser, exactly, exactly. Yeah. You know, the, the ironic <laughs> thing is like, your team of T wall fell down. There you go. Yeah. And, and yeah. You know, the ironic thing is, I might get to meet uh, both Amy Joe Johnson, who played Kimberly, and David Yost, <laughs> who played Billy, at C two E two in a couple of months. So the yes, get yeah. the VIP pass. Yeah, if they offer yeah. it, get it. Because we didn't not get it. Go stand in line. Really? <laughs> we we stood IP pass to be done with it. <laughs> yeah, we, we stood in line for like three hours to meet Amy Joe, and we couldn't even say a word to her because it was so busy. So yeah, I believe we it. I mean, in and out, and we couldn't even like get in the line for David Yost or um or uh, Johnny Young Bosch. Johnny Young Bosch. It was so Here, long, but yeah, yeah. VIP pass. I've been fortunate enough. I've I I. I've never done the VIP thing, but I've but I've had uh, brief encounters, and I've had things signed by uh, Austin St. John, Walter mm-hmm. Jones, David Yost, Johnny Young Bosch, uh, Jason Frank, uh, God mm-hmm. rest his soul, and um, I have a blurry photo with Steve Cardenas. Okay, uh, which we'll have to, which I hope I get to fix one day. But I've never, uh, I've always, I've always wanted the opportunity to uh, to meet Amy Joe, and I never have. Hmm. Yeah, super nice. Just oh, yeah, yeah. Whenever she shows at the places, the lines normally are super long. Yeah, oh, I believe. Because, of course, know, of course. Every every teen, like every every man or age who had a crush on her at one point. So yeah, like, it's worth it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Mm. And uh. She doesn't have every, a person every man that helps her. our age and our father's age. There you <laughs> go. She, she usually has a she usually has her sister that does like the paperwork for her. Oh really? And, uh, they're identical twins. Identical. Really? Yeah. You you'll get up and be like Amy, <laughs> you're taking payments. Do you <laughs> think it'll be like? Will, will it be any cheaper to just get a photo with her sister? Yeah, for real. <laughs> for real. <laughs> See, I'll just put a put a morph in her sister's hand. We'll do it there. Can, uh, I'm sorry. Can I get a photo of your sister? Why? Because I'm an accountant. <laughs> this is my jam. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, boy. Uh, we yeah. met. I got oh. to meet uh, Jenna Frank the other day at last really? weekend. Yeah, she's a physical touch person. Like I'm not. I don't like hugs really? or nothing. But she hugged me like 12 times in 10 minutes. Really? Yeah. I was like, what do you I? Gave I was her like, free there. stuff. Yeah, I gave her free stuff. So. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, the, only way, yeah, yeah. the only way it would have been better if you gave her a Stanley Cup. <laughs> oh, there Dear you God. Go. Dear God. You gave no, her not, a Yeti. And, but not and, not just a Stanley Cup, but the actual NHL Stanley Cup. Just gave her turn. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, go go all the way, man. Get her get the NHL one. <laughs> there you go. How, See? How, how old I, is Jenna Frank? 
She's 19. She's 19. Yeah, Man, 19. Wow. Yep. This is That's right. Be, this is going to be a weird couple years. <laughs> oh, jeez. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Jared, God, Jim. <laughs> no, no, I'm I just mean, saying, like, you know, at that age, you do weird things and say weird stuff that come uh-huh. back to bite you later. And, until well, you're 25. Like, everyone w- once you hit 25 yeah. and legally able to rent a car, then it's just downhill from there. There you go. Yeah, hey, that's you, right. Uh, you're good, and you hit that hump and, like, done. I mean, we, we wish <laughs> her well, but he, he's not wrong. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, like, wait. Me and my partner are, like, 19 to 25. Ooh, we did some stupid things. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so... D- did you pick up the Power Ranger comics as soon as they dropped, or like, did, were you like me? You found out after Shattered Grid, and then you started going back and picking up Shattered Grid. No, I was I was in right away. Um, you oh. know, I, Kyle Higgins um, is is from Illinois, I believe, and he I had I had read his work on I think it was 2016, I believe, was the year that the Boom Studios Power Ranger comics originally dropped, and um, I had read his work on Nightwing at that point, and okay. Okay. you know, not only that, but I was I was transfixed by those helmet covers that Goni Montez drew. Yes, mm-hmm. yes, I love those. Yeah, those are gorgeous. I was fortunate enough to get a uh, a Red Ranger one. Uh, there weren't any there weren't any Green Ranger ones left at the time, or White Ranger. Uh, ones. Yeah, I don't have but, those. Uh, <laughs> I was fortunate. Excuse me, fortunate enough to get a uh, to get a Red Ranger one. And you know the the Boom Studios comic books there they have their pros and cons for me. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I have to say that you know it, my favorite Power Ranger comic books that Boom Studios has ever done are is, mm-hmm. uh, are represented in the Go Go Power Rangers series mm-hmm. that Ryan no, they're pretty did. solid, yeah, yeah, yeah that, that Ryan Parrott did. I think initially he did it with Dan Mora. Yes. And I think okay. I think Daniel DeNicolo was on that book too, I believe. Um but yeah, I, I enjoyed those books so much to the point that, you know, when I when I had the chance to meet Dan Mora at C2E2 and get him to sign some stuff, well there was a litany of Superman and Batman stuff I could have had him sign. Oh. Uh I made a point to get him to sign a couple issues of Go Go Power Rangers. So that's that's how highly I thought and think of that run. Mm-hmm. Um, I will say that, you know, I, I think my favorite Boom Studios Power Ranger stories are usually collected in the anthology issues and but like the, okay. the annual issues and the anniversary right. yeah. issues. They're, you know, they're shorter, but they're more concise, maybe is the word I'm looking for. Like the... I they, think that they, of, they don't require a lot of extra bits to it. Like right. You, you yeah. can read it and have a good time. You don't, yeah. have, you don't have to have read every other comic. Exactly. There's not yeah. there's not a lot of continuity attached to them. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that, I that's think... The one, that, that's the one we get the Book of Score Rangers in, too, by the way. I think yep. the second one, I think it was. I think so. I, I, know the, I know the one that I like the most, personally, is the, the 2017 mm-hmm. annual. Uh, there's... Oh, okay. uh, it's not in there's another story that Kyle Higgins did about like a week in the life of Jason in one of those anthology issues. I can't immediately recall which issue it is in, but mm-hmm. uh, 
think just the art is perfect in that it looks like Austin St. John in the nineties and it just, it, it fits the character beautifully. But in the, in the 2017 annual, you've got, uh, you know, you've got Higgins in there. You've got Trey Moore and Fraser Irving do a nice story about, uh, about Finster, kind of his origin story mm-hmm. and how he came to uh, sort of become the monster maker, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dan Mora does a story in there with Tom Taylor about, it's called Trini's Vacation. Uh, there's a story with uh, that Jamal Campbell writes and illustrates about a bunch of different versions of the Black Ranger. Oh, you know, yeah, so just a just a great package deal, right? Uh, right. So I mean, if 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 you're if you're looking to dip your toe into the Boom Studios Power Rangers pool, so to speak, mm-hmm. uh, and you can either find it or find it online, I highly recommend that one. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I think my favorite run of uh like Boom is the uh, Power Ranger Pink or the Pink Ranger, where she makes her yeah. own team. That That's was like good. My, too. Mm-hmm. That's my favorite. I think Shatter Grid, the pink, and then the TMT crossover. I have only read the first version of it, the first series. I haven't read the second series yet. Okay. Yeah, I think Dan Mora does both the uh, the Ninja Turtle uh, Power Rangers books. Uh, and he, and he, he's he's one of my favorites right now. He he does mostly stuff at DC right now. He's doing uh, World's Finest, the the Batman Superman book, and he's doing Shazam, hmm. and he oh. does various different variant covers and things like that. But yeah, you know, I I'm so thrilled that I got to see I don't I don't know if you'd call it his early work, but I'm thrilled that I, that I got to see him work on Power Rangers and and the yes. Ninja Turtles for that matter. Oh yes. It's Love like, that stuff. It's like when you get a rookie card, you're like it's a rookie card. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's yeah, a rookie yeah. card. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Hey, there you go. Yeah, okay. That's one. And uh it Honestly, the books uh, kind of reinvigorated me to start watching the series again. Yeah. So then I started watching more of the Power Rangers series, the ones I've missed as I grew up and stuff. And then I then it got me hooked to watch uh, Dino Fury. Absolutely yeah. really good series. Mm-hmm. And then Cosmic Fury, which only 10 episodes, but I think they did it really well with the time, the time frame that they had. Yeah, you know, I'm... Yeah. Uh... I, I think I, I think I mentioned this to you when we uh, when we were talking, but I haven't I haven't finished Cosmic Fury yet. I oh. can't I can't I can't I can't do it, man. I can't. <laughs> you don't want can't, you don't want to end. I, yeah, I mean, I I think that if David Yost wasn't there, I would uh. be, I would be okay. And I mean, here's the thing: like via Twitter osmosis, I think I mostly know. What happens what's going to happen? Yeah. And well, I just, you know, it's one of those things where, like, I don't know. I, 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 like I said, I think if David Yost wasn't there, I would be okay and I would be able to sort of compartmentalize it. it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, and Kelson Henderson being there doesn't help either. But I mean, oh, no, no. But, uh, but no, you're right. I mean, I think if the show had to end now, you know, 30 years is a great round number. Obviously, we would have all liked more episodes, Mm -hmm. but, Mm -hmm. you know, we had a great cast with with the Dino Fury Rangers. Everybody felt 
Um, everybody turned in solid performances. Everybody felt pretty fleshed out character wise. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, we got, a, I mean, we got Zed back for crying out loud, which yep. they did not have to do. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we, I mean, they, they not didn't... only Zed, but a Master Morpher Zed, too. Yeah. I mean, it was a, master uh, Morpher, a Morphing Master Zed. I missed that. Morphing Master Zed. Yeah. There you <laughs> go. But no, I mean, it, it ended on not a perfect note. Mm-hmm. But a note that I felt was res- well, I can't say that I that I say that it ended on a note that I felt was respectful because I haven't seen the end yet. But based on based on <laughs> what I have seen, yeah, yeah, I felt respected as a fan. Yes, yeah. as an adult fan, oh, yeah. which is some which is not necessarily something that should be their first priority. But the fact that they were able to do it is amazing. I did get a little sad when Zato like finally had to like basically die at the end. Yeah. Yeah. I kind of got sad because you kind of grow with him as his journey from stasis for 65 million years to being one of the boys. And then, you know, Russell Curry, you know, I, I, I did not like, I won't No, I'm going to, I'm going to end on a positive note with him. Um, I, I did, I did not like Russell Curry's performance initially. I thought he was a little mm-hmm. bit, I don't want to say I didn't understand it, but he felt very withdrawn to me. Um, um, but then you, you I, as, I as, yeah. as the scope, as this, as Dino Fury progressed, you kind of understood that, well, that's kind of just the character. I mean, he's an alien, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. So um, it, it, he was an acquired taste for me, but I was very much, you know, especially by once, the once once you once he kind of caught on, you're like oh, and it all kind of makes more sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so there was an adjustment period with Russell Curry, but you know what? He he, I thought did a great job too. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. he did great. Uh, yeah, the one character that I had to get a whole uh, used to was Ion. That's the one I had Ooh. to get used to. He was a little yeah. off for me, but you you get to love him by Cosmic Fury, honestly. <laughs> Did yeah. they dub Ion's voice? There's a couple times where I thought they did. <laughs> Cuz like when yeah. he's when he's speaking and I'm not I got nothing against I got nothing against the actor. The actor is very charismatic. The actor's fine. But like it it sounds to me like they like is is yeah. the microphone really close to him? Is he what what's <laughs> going on there? I said the same thing. I thought they dubbed him over like made him do his lines over again. And maybe they did. <laughs> I don't know. Like a really thick text accent too. Like yeah, he's actual, from like, actor. Yeah, he's from Houston, he's so from he Houston. got that Houston oh, accent. Yeah. So okay. There's an accent with him, so maybe they had him on some lines, you know. <laughs> okay. Well, it, it's. I always remember um, in Dino Thunder, which is my favorite season, Connor's accent famously slipping numerous times in the oh, early. Oh yes. Episode. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Send him a note from our teacher. <laughs> <laughs> that kind of thing. Oh, now that you say that, yeah. Oh, well, Dino Thunder, yeah, your favorite season, rough, yeah. It is yeah. absolutely, absolutely, even I, I even do. more than Mighty Morphin. Oh, okay. Well, I do. I'll fair, agree with you that. Get to watch, you get to watch Tommy like roughhouse kick a dinosaur in the face the first episode. That's true. Come on, you can't say yeah, that's exactly. true. Well, that's no, true. I thought <laughs> I thought that the show did a great job. That that season did a great job balancing new characters, new components, you know, moving a story forward 
while also including what I'll call legacy elements. Yes. Which are essentially, oh, yeah. you know, essentially personified in Jason David Frank's character. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, that season proved to me that you kind of can have it all if you if your priorities are in the right yep. place and you do it right. I did so, like how the, uh, they introduced an a, a element that we haven't seen very often was the uh, civilian powers. Yeah, yeah, did they like did that. that. They did that in Ninja Storm, but they continued it in um, in Dino, and I think they continued it for most of the uh, of the Disney seasons, I believe. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, it was. They, yeah, they I mean, ended it in what RPM? I think After so. RPM, they ended it. Yeah, yeah, they still had civilian-ish powers. Mm. Yeah, Ish. I mean, it's, it's like well, it's, they had special abilities per per suit. Yeah. Oh yeah. It was a, it was a fun way to shake up uh, shake up the action scenes, I guess. I mean, I can kind of take them or leave them, mm-hmm. but uh, yeah, interesting new component to the action stuff. That's right. Yeah. Uh, also, it was a lot more out of suit action stuff too, which is great. That's too. Yeah. Yes. Now, there's definitely a question that that pokes a lot of the fandom is that in one of the episodes, in one episode of Dino Thunder. Uh, they use a Velociraptor like to ride on, right? Those little mechanical yeah. ones. Where do they go? <laughs> where, where are they at? Uh, I think uh, I think he shot them uh, about <laughs> midway through the series. I, yeah. I think they they couldn't show that on a kids show, but I think yeah, that, yeah. I think that uh, they got tired of the Velociraptors relieving themselves in the basement. Oh, okay, you know, okay. There's only, there's only so much of that you can take, quite frankly. Straight up. Straight up old yeller. And they, man, and they're man. dinosaurs. They poop a lot. Yes. <laughs> a lot. Absolutely. That's, there's your title right no. there. Dinosaurs poop a lot. Episode 100 <laughs> whatever episode this is. 110. <laughs> dinosaurs poop a lot. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Okay. All right. All right. I'm probably going to make this episode. So it's going to be called. <laughs> All right. Oh, look at that! Hey, well, Walt, Rowe, what happened? To, what happened to the Velociraptors? Um, they they went to live on a state. Uh, they lived to live on a farm upstate. What? That's what? right. What? Upstate, well, uh, upstate California. Well, would you look at that? The 49ers beat the the Detroit Lions, so now everybody can stop with their damn conspiracy theories about how the NFL's rigged. Oh, jeez. <laughs> I, 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 I like the one I heard recently that. Uh, the Super Bowl colors are always the colors of the two teams yes. that are playing. And I'm like, yep. no duh. <laughs> no duh. <laughs> Jeez. Ah, boy. So, uh, in terms of uh, men wearing spandex and uh, and helmets and tight outfits and stuff, you, you guys know where my loyalties lie. I've never been a football guy. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah. I don't blame you. I don't watch the NFL, but I just happen to have it on the background. But, there you go. Eh. But like you, my yeah, loyalty yeah. is with spandex wearing a crime fighters there you go oh yeah jim just likes dude in spandex well there's oh, yeah, the <laughs> there you go Look, oh, I, I can God. admit to what i like men in spandex there you go yeah, and, yeah. Hey, and, and ladies too yeah yeah so there i was in the middle of barnes sure. nobles of spandex <laughs> there you go <laughs> oh man it's not spandex <laughs> Yeah, give him a Ziggy. There oh, you yeah. go. There you go. Give him a Dr. K. <laughs> give oh, him wait. a special K. Do you do you watch What's any of the... K? You do- 
You watch any of the fan films from like Power Ranger people, the people that like make Power Ranger fan films? Well, I don't, I don't see that many, honestly. Do you? Okay. I mean, I know that there was there was that one. I think it was Power Slash Ranger, like the really dark one. Uh, you guys know yeah, with, oh, it, it's that one where uh, Zach was a cokehead, or uh, and oh, that Billy one, that died, one. and right. Tommy died, and Rocky went all evil. Which Steve yeah. was actually part of that one, which he had a good, t- he had a great time doing it. Apparently, it's, yeah, it was okay. really funny. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I saw that one, but other than, I mean, do you guys have any recommendations on that front? Uh, Bloodline is pretty good, and it has us Christopher Kamen lead makes that one. Really. Yeah, and then uh, Unworthy is really good as well. That one I've heard of. I just haven't seen any of it yet. Well, oh, he's gone. He gave up. Uh-oh. He's back. <laughs> he's back. Hello? <laughs> Hello? Yep. There you go. That, what, what happened there? I don't know what happened. Jim, tell us. IT guy, tell us. I, I'm not, I'm not fixing it. I'm not getting paid for this. I'm not fixing it. <laughs> All right, well, I'm back. I'm back. Uh, nobody panic, Jim. All right. Well, to round out this episode, let me ask you this: uh, What do you do? You have any good uh, Do you have any recommendations for people who want to get into comics? Yes. Recommendations for people who want to get into comics. You know, I think that doesn't matter. DC, Marvel, doesn't matter. What What do you, What do you recommend? Mm-hmm. You know, I think that superheroes are a great gateway. I've used, I've used that term a lot on this episode, like a gateway drug. Uh-huh. But, I mean, there's a lot of people that, have, for instance, if you want to get into, if you want to get into Superman, like, what, well, what Superman comic should you start with? There's a whole continuity there. Where do you, where do you go? Right, Honestly, right. my recommendation, whether it's, whether it's a superhero comic, a DC comic, a Marvel comic, my recommendation is to just pick up a comic book that looks interesting to you. Mm-hmm. And start reading, because I think for me it was for me it was never you know people talk about continuity and all that stuff. For me, continuity was never a hassle because I was interested in the story and the characters, and I wanted to learn more about the universe. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Fair, but I mean, in, fair. In terms of books that would be good to lure people in, I mean, I've got. I think anything by Brian K. Vaughn is good. Uh, Pride of Baghdad. Ah! Nope. He's gone again. Are you looking for a new holiday destination? Then look no further than Ranger Travels. Here at Ranger Travels, we will take you to the most exotic places on one continent. Take Angel Grove, for example. Want to ski? Then take a trip to our frozen wasteland. Fancy a desert walk? Then visit our Sahara area. And are you a budding volcanologist? Then check out our active volcano. It erupts quite regularly. Book your new adventure with Ranger Travels. Ranger Travels is not responsible for destruction of property while on your holiday. If there is a monster attack, rangers will respond. T's and C's apply. Thanks for tuning into this episode of Zero to Hero with Billy and Jim and our newest guest, Rob, from uh, Wisconsin. Whoa. Kenosha, Wisconsin. <laughs> yeah, from Wisconsin. I'm getting a lot of beeps in my thing from the Discord channel, so I'm getting <laughs> confused. 
But um, yeah, thanks, Rob, for joining us tonight. Uh, thank you. That's my thank Chad, you. That's my Chad Gable there. Oh, there and you then, go. And since it's uh, only audio, I can't do my Tazawa dance. So, uh, <laughs> uh, where can people find you, at, bud? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Say it again. I'm sorry. Where can people find you at? You can find me at Comic Book Chronicles on TikTok. You can also find me on Instagram at Robert J. Siebert. Uh, I believe that that's also my handle on threads as well. All right. Well, thanks for coming in and checking out our comic panels from your local shop. Man, I did, that did not work so well. Why? why, we're, why? Leaving, <laughs> we're leaving it at that one. We're leaving it at that. <laughs> so thanks, everyone. Stick with it. Thanks, everyone, for listening. And you can catch us at Zio to Hero across every platform and every podcast platform out there oh, if thank you want you. to find us on google you type in bulk school podcasting and we need to okay. make an exception bulk school and uh i forgot his name already elgar elgar oh, dang it i'm calling myself a power ranger fan how dare i <laughs> you know bulk school did have uh, interactions with elgar at one point in in space yeah they were they were best of buds for a couple episodes that's a good no, season. No, that's Goldar. That was Goldar and Rito, buddy. No, Elgar. Elgar talked to Bulk and Skull. You know what? We're done with this. I'm out. Later. Bye. That's what. Cancel. Oh my god. I'm not gonna mansplain you, Power Rangers. All right, cut it. Do you want to be a hero, but you're not? Do you want to be a Jiro or a Kojiro, but you can't because you're not Japanese? Have you considered Zio to Hero? Remember, heroes come and go. Idiots are for Jubilee! Jubilee! Pew, 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 pew. Yeah, there it is. Oh, you got a back? Oh, you got a back scratcher. There, bro. Hell I yeah! I kind of bought one. It was it was eight dollars <laughs> for two of them. I'm like, fuck. Whoa! I'm Where'd you keep the other one? It's in the bedroom. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, we get to do it all night. Like, I'm a back city. Yeah. What you need <laughs> is a third one that you put in a little box with the glass around in case, it. So you case of missing back scratcher. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> We're a Defcom one list. Just <laughs> what? I mean. Oh, ah, he's back. back. You're back. This is the Zeo to Hero podcast.